0: Welcome to the Power of Faith and the ministry of David Hathaway. Please join David as he ministers today's word. He begins the 12th chapter by simply saying, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Now, there are two major issues here in this first verse. He's earnestly, Paul, as this dramatically converted Jew, is pleading that by the mercies of God, that we should present our bodies, that's you and me, that we should, he's not just talking to the Romans, he's talking to us, when he's saying that we should present our bodies as a living sacrifice. Now this is somewhat different to Paul's approach in Ephesians, where Paul in Ephesians is saying that he is a prisoner of Christ. Now he's suggesting that we like himself, should become a living sacrifice. We should lay... You know, when I was growing up, I don't know why they don't seem to sing these songs anymore, but when I was growing up, we used to sing that song, Lay Your Life on the Altar for God. I don't hear that from the preachers today. Oh, yes, they're talking about service and do this and do that and so on. But I don't hear in it the same element that Paul had. You see, Paul... And uh, of course, he was to literally lay his life on the altar because he 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 died in Rome. But the fact is, this he's seeing the different concept that as followers of Christ, we're not only prisoners to the gospel, as Paul says, but Paul is saying something more. And really, I'm trying to emphasize this point that he is appealing us to lay our lives on the altar. Of sacrifice and uh, not to see us as anything more than that, the altar of sacrifice. And uh, today, people, Christians, are afraid of death. I mean I have them all the time. Uh, some people who uh, are asking for prayer or asking for prayer for their relatives, uh, they've come to a, quite an age where one would might think that, oh, they're looking forward to the glory of heaven. Oh no, they want to live longer. But. You know, I want you to understand that there must come a time if you're going to live for God and serve God in this difficult age unless you're prepared to regard your life as a sacrifice and for the sake of loving and serving God that you're prepared to sacrifice your life. You know, the amazing thing is that one of the... uh Brutal Muslim terrorist said something, and it was actually, I think, the one who came from Dewsbury, uh, where I am, and who was involved in the London bombings all those years ago. He said something. He said, You Christians are afraid to die. But he said, I sign my faith in my own blood. Boy come on Christians, why is it a Muslim consents that and you with, I mean, what's a Muslim got? <laughs> His vision of heaven is a fantasy, he's going to end up in hell. But for those of us who know Christ, love God and serve God, our lives should be laid down in service. But Paul goes on because he not only says we should do that, But he says that if we lay down our lives as a sacrifice, that's only reasonable service. In other words, that's nothing unexpected. That's nothing out of the ordinary. You see, reasonable service is what you expect if you employ somebody to do a job. I mean, if you ask them to mend your car or paint your house, uh, you pay them for reasonable service because they've got to do the job right. And if they don't do the job right, you don't want to pay them. But Paul is saying, he says that laying down our lives is only the first point. It's not anything extra. It's not going the extra mile or the extra service. That is only the minimum level. Oh, boy, if only Christians could understand. You know, the danger with Christians today is what we, as I, I've mentioned previously, is that we have a danger that we're seeing our Christian life and Christian faith as being the comfort zone it's not a comfort zone it's a war zone come on we're in a war uh, we fight against the the world we fight against the flesh and we fight against the devil we are living in a constant war zone it's a battle life must be and always is and, and I'm going to tell you nothing more it's a battle I mean I've realised this because you know when I was put in prison as you know I, I talk about it Well, because it was such a major event in 1972 when I was imprisoned by the Russians because I was smuggling the Bibles, and not just a few, but uh, tons and tons and tons of Bibles, uh, thousands, tens of thousands. Every time I went, I'd take 10 or 12,000. And because of that, and because I was working with the underground church, preaching the gospel, now I regard those things as reasonable service. (laughs) come on, I didn't see myself doing anything extraordinary. It was there, it had to be done. Nobody else jumped up to do it. But you see, Paul says that is just the beginning. Reasonable service. But the point I'm trying to make is this, when I came out of the prison after a year of intense suffering, and look, I I don't think you understand, but when I was working with the Jewish Holocaust survivors, and I was saying, how can I talk to you because of what you went through with the Holocaust and the furnaces? Do you know what they actually said? They said, David, we respect you because the Russian prisons were worse than the German." Do you understand? I don't think you fully understand what I'm trying to say. But the fact is this, that when I came out of the prison, my church denomination said, oh, you're out and yes, you've been through all this. Uh, uh, come on, calm down. What they were saying was calm down and just take a church, become, go back to being a pastor. And I said, I can't and because i said look i've got to go back they were horrified they did everything in their power to stop me to the extent they said if you don't take a church we'll excommunicate you oh boy which they did and i went back why Well, what I had done up to that point was only sowing a seed. And I had to go in and reap the harvest of the seed. Come on. (laughs) I know so often, even in the scripture, you see that one man sows the seed and another one reaps the harvest. But come on, I was doing both. I was both sowing the seed and reaping the harvest. And I had to get back into And, you know, that is the witness, that is the testimony. I reaped that harvest, but I had sown the seed. And I want to challenge you that you have to sow the seed. And yes, if you don't sow the seed, you reap the harvest. But all of these things, when you come, when I stand before the Lord, there will be no... Great plaudits for me, you no know, great celebration. All of Jesus will say, Well, you did the job, didn't you? You did what I called you to do. You did what you're supposed to. That's all. It's reasonable. So I've done nothing more. My life is no, no, let me say it. My life is not extraordinary. My life should just be an example to encourage you to do the same and more. Thank you for listening to The Power of Faith, broadcast with David Hathaway. We would love to hear from you. Contact us by visiting www.eurovision.org.uk. Also available online are a large assortment of videos, magazines, and books for your growth in God. We would like to give all new subscribers to David's ministry a free gift. To receive your free gift, visit www.eurovisiontv.org. Remember, those who know their God will be strong and do exploits.